ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. Welcome into the Wednesday, August 14th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for joining me this hour. David Kahn's going to join me at about 5.30. That's right, not his usual 5.15 spot because, well, uh, Steve Chapman has come in and taken my studio over. Uh, he's got all these artifacts. I mean, he's got a box. He's just unloading things right now. Uh, still, I mean, I'm trying to do the show, trying to get him mic'd up, get him headphoned up, and you've got a model, Richard Petty car. He's got a, a comic book. You've got a comic book. Uh, you've got, wow, those are actually books. Kids don't know what those are today. The encyclopedia, is this like the Richard Petty encyclopedia? Okay, all, you, you, you are the biggest Richard Petty fanboy I've ever met. Uh, oh, Steve Chapman with us. Uh, so Jason Courier has described him, the producer to the stars. That's that's your official title. I mean, that's your new title. Oh, I'm going my. with what Jason Courier, Marshall Sports Information Director, said because, I mean, he's the sports information director. If he said it, it's true. I, I You know, I'm not going to uh, dissuade Jason from feeling that way because, you know, it it helps to have doors open when cool things are going on and you want to tell the world. And that's why I come here. Wow. I mean, right there. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, this table makes sound. <laughs> How are you, sir? How I'm, are you? I'm, I'm real good, Paul. How are you? I'm good. You've actually, you have legitimately taken over my console and my desk here with all your stuff. <laughs> Just, uh, well, this it, is radio. <laughs> it, it's only, it's only partially my stuff okay for a few more days because we're going to give it all away all right you um you called me before i left last week to um to pitch me this and uh you've got everything known to man that exists in uh, some form about richard petty you love richard petty <laughs> you love racing I do love it. Wear, you're wearing your number 43 Petty shirt. Sure. Okay. Absolutely. You got that. And um, you come up with something. You've concocted another event. That's <laughs> what Steve does. He comes up, he just thinks of things. So in his retirement, he just thinks of things like, I don't know, golf outing for Marcelo Ladderman. I, I can't take credit for that. Oh, you nor can I take that. credit. Uh, nor can I take credit for the idea of this. You know me. I, I talk with people, yes. and all of a sudden, nuggets appear, and you can't deny them when they show up. You've got to grab them and say, "This can be something." You know what I'm gonna buy you for your Christmas? What? I'm gonna get you a recorder. <laughs> I really am. I'm gonna get you a recorder here. You know, you borrow here. Just borrow mine. I'm gonna hand him mine right now. You can't see it. You can just borrow mine. Just keep it for you know. I, I mean, I, what do I need for audio recording device for you? You find more people to talk to than I ever have imagined to, and uh, you have found yet another story. You've just unearthed it, and it just happens to tie in with uh, your love of Richard Petty. And uh, I am not even going to try to butcher this gentleman's name, um, Raymond. Morcheski. Morcheski. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he's going to join us on the program here in a few minutes. He is a retired 
master gunnery sergeant from the United States Marine Corps, and he's going to join us in a few minutes on the program. But uh, how did you discover this gentleman, and why is there a connection between you, Richard Petty, and this gentleman? Back in May, uh, there is something called Petty Fest, and it happens during the week of the Charlotte 600 race. And the Petties uh, open up the entire Petty campus, the, the museum, Petty's garage, uh, the Petty home place. They have a car show, and they have a very uh, specialized section of a car show, and it's called the King's Court. And Raymond Morcheski's 1964 Daytona 500 Plymouth Belvedere Richard Petty winning tribute car was there. Mr. Morcheski has been building this car for 13 years. And it obviously is Petty Blue. I mean, it's, it's very difficult to describe because of, of the perfection of what he has done with the cosmetics of the outside of the car. Uh, it does have a Hemi engine, and, and Ray will talk about that. He is very proud to have a 500-horsepower Hemi engine in this car. So anyway, he lives in Michigan. He trailered the car to North Carolina, and I was ooing and aahing it, and he says, do you want to sit in it? And of course I did. And he said, I welcome people to sit in the car. I love them to take pictures. And I said, so when you came to North Carolina, did you travel from Michigan on I-77 through Parkersburg in Charleston, West Virginia? And he said, yes, I did. And I said, well, did you know you were within 45 minutes of the Ona Speedway? And the Ona Speedway in 1964 was Richard Petty's first win at Ona his number 35 career victory, but more importantly, published reports say the points he earned at that NASCAR race win sewed up the 1964 championship for him. There's a couple of other firsts that happened with that, but I'm not going to talk about it now. Um, and Ray said, do they still race there? And I said, yeah. He said, would they let me drive my car on that track? And I said, well, all we can do is ask the Bowers, who own the property, and ask Thomas Mays, the promoter, and we checked with them. Both of them said sure, and he's coming with his car from Michigan this weekend, which is the 55th anniversary within a day of Richard Petty having won that, won that race and winning his first uh, NASCAR championship. The fact you know that within a day... <laughs> Well, that was on top of your head, too. You didn't have to look that up. You knew it already. Well, there are certain things that tie in with Ona. I mean, I'm an Ona guy. Okay. I, I, When I was growing up, we didn't have Little League Baseball, and we didn't have Little League Basketball. I spent a lot of my time at the racetrack or on the hillside across from the racetrack when we didn't go down there and actually pay the admission. I will admit that. What? <laughs> but anyway. Um so he, it, the thing that gets me is we had major league sports in this area, you know, within the state of West Virginia's borders. We had major league sports, and it was NASCAR racing. And uh, all the bigs were there. You, you can read the headline of this newspaper that the Marshall Library dug up for us, and we've blown it up, and there emblazoned it says, 
Junior Johnson and Ned Jarrett run second and third to Richard Petty's Plymouth. I mean, the big guys were here. Steve Chapman is joining us on the program. In a few minutes, uh, we're going to speak to the gentleman who has uh, crafted the most um, lifelike, <laughs> perfect replica of that Richard Petty 1964 car in that Petty Blue. It's Carolina Blue. Yeah, I It's know. Carolina Blue. <laughs> we'll talk about that. We're going to call him and uh, have him on the program here in a minute. You are listening to The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. ESPN This day, August 14th, Drive This Hour, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Steve Chapman joining me in the studio. He needs no introduction. He needs no title. He is just Steve Chapman to all of those in the Marshall community. I mean, you're, how, how do you like that? You just walk anywhere. You, you, you say Steve Chapman. Marshall knows you. Don't do that. Marshall knows you. Yeah, I went, to, I went to school there. You know, it's my alma mater. But everybody knows you. And if they don't, they haven't been educated properly yet. Well, you know, when you work on the campus for 20-some years, you're bound to bump into people and have to say, excuse me, I didn't mean to run into you. <laughs> uh, okay, Steve is here. He is dressed up in his uh, his 43 Petty shirt. He has got a uh, – he's got every Petty artifact known to man on this console. And um, before we welcome our guest to the program, um, you've got a reason why you're displaying all of this stuff on radio. Yeah, well, I know. Uh, I'm a TV guy, and you'd think this was for TV. Yeah, this is, yeah visual aids for radio. <laughs> Some people talk with their hands, and I talk with props. Now, the, the point of these books are um, this weekend, besides Mr. Morcheski bringing his car, um, it gave us another opportunity to teach the children of our area about the history of our area and specifically the Ona Speedway, which has been there since 1963. Um, and I've been finding out a lot of adults don't even know some of this stuff that, that we've been talking about this week with people. But anyway, we're doing a history and a literacy project in conjunction with Mr. Morcheski bringing his car because it's the logical time to do it. These books uh, have all been autographed by Richard Petty. I picked them up yesterday from the museum. He finished autographing them. Also, uh, we have the really big book. You called it an encyclopedia. It is kind of an encyclopedia of every Richard Petty car he ever drove or constructed. We're giving away that book in conjunction with a kit of the Daytona 500 car. And you can build the kit either to look like the Daytona win, or you can build it like the Ona win. And the neat thing was, Mr. Morcheski has built his car. We wanted some children to have a chance to build their own version. Now he's, so that's what I wanted to mention. He is on the phone with us now, so let's welcome to the program. Uh, he is retired from the United States Marine Corps. He is Master Gunnery Sergeant Raymond Morcheski, and he now on the program joins us to talk all things Richard Petty, um, Master Gunnery, Sergeant, I, I'm i just curious, when you first met Steve Chapman, what went through your mind? How, how, did that, how did that meeting happen? Because Steve is just, he is like a kid in a candy store right now. Well, we met him down at the uh, 
the uh, King Circle, which is the car show that was uh, held at the museum down in Level Cross, uh, North Carolina. And uh, he approached my wife and I and explained who he was and and uh, his association with this racetrack and about Mr. Petty winning the race there in 1964 and that uh, he had accumulated enough points to win his first NASCAR championship. And uh, so I, had, up until that time, I had never heard of the Ona racetrack. Uh, being in the military for 30 years, I didn't get much chance to follow Mr. Petty's racing career because being gone all the time and being overseas, didn't have much access to newspapers uh, stateside or TVs to watch the races on the weekends. But uh, it wasn't until later on when I was uh, retired from the Marine Corps that, uh, you know, I started doing a lot more information and uh, collected some facts, whatnot, about Mr. Petty. And uh, the things that I had heard about him, especially about him spending two or three hours after a race uh, greeting fans, uh, autographing items for them, and uh, just you know intermingling with his with his fans, which to me that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, the, the people come to races to see you, and more or less paying your your wages for you going around in circles on the track. And uh, I thought that was very admirable of uh, Mr. Petty to do stuff like that to, to keep uh, close association with his fans. And uh, I got this car. Uh, 1960, or excuse me, 1995, and I acquired it from a gentleman down in Missouri. Him and the owner after him both spent a lot of time on the quarter mile racing this car. And uh, the second uh, gentleman passed away, so the family pulled out the uh, drivetrain, and then uh, it was sold uh, to the first gentleman. And then the car eventually found its way up here to Michigan, and uh, I purchased the car. The car was uh, basically a, a blue, almost a Richard Petty blue. And the friend of mine that I purchased from me says, you know, nobody's ever made a, a replica 64 race car from Mr. Petty. And I said, you know, now that you mention it, I don't ever recall seeing one. So that's what got me started on this thing. Uh, after 1997, when I retired, uh, I started accumulating points or parts. I went down to Missouri three times and looking for parts, whatnot. And back then, the, the sheet metal was not available for these cars as it is now. And uh, so it, it took me some time. It took me over 13 and a half years to uh, accumulate parts and whatnot and tear this car down and put it on a rotisserie and, uh, you know, replace any bad metal that was rusted on it and do a full con uh, reconstruction of this vehicle. Um, I have a uh, um, 2012 Siamese bore. 426 Hemi engine in it with the aluminum heads. The uh, engine was uh, was assembled, blueprinted, dynoed at uh, Jack Roush Industries, who uh, at the time were building engines for the Petty organization. Um, I now have that in my car. And I found out through a friend of mine that lived in the area that uh, used to do uh, uh, racing. He worked for a gentleman by the name of Tex Powell, who I guess built transmissions for the Petties back in the 70s. And uh, he said to Larry, he said, well, you know, ask Ray if he wants me to build a transmission for his car. I have parts and I have transmissions out of Mr. Petty's cars. 
And I said to Larry, I said, well, how much is that going to cost me? <laughs> and he said, well, if he's got all the parts, maybe about $1,400. If he has to buy parts, maybe as high as $2,400. And I said, well, that that's, sounds reasonable to me. I said, but would you ask him to put the same gear ratio in the four-speed that Mr. Petty had when he won the Daytona 500 and paint the transmission the same color? I guess they were all color-coded, so when the transmissions arrived at the track, the mechanics would know what gear ratio was in that transmission. So I have a, a black transmission with a white stripe. It looks like a skunk. And uh, I have a letter of authenticity that the transmission actually came out of one of Mr. Petty's cars. And... Uh, I actually, when I first started building this thing, I put a tra- automatic transmission on it because I figured, well, if my wife wanted to drive it, it would be easier for her, and I could put the grandchildren in the back seat and would go for a ride. But uh, when I got done with the car and they appraised it at four hundred thousand, I said, well, <laughs> I guess that puts out the idea of me running this thing up and down the street. Yeah. And uh, so I said, well, I might as well take off the. Uh, the exhaust system, the turn signals, the windshield wipers, the horn, and make it into a true look-alike Mr. Petty replica race car, which is what I have. <clears throat> I had cut a hole in the floor to, to um, put the new sheet metal for the mount for the four-speed, and then I discovered I had a uh, master cylinder that was leaking, and that's an excellent paint remover. So I took everything off the car, put it back on the rotisserie. I sanded down the bottom of the car, primed and painted it and brought the car back level and then did the inside of the car. And then I, I put all the parts back on the car, which is the state it's in right now. Paul, I I don't know if, if you got to do a break pretty quick or not, but uh, I just want to say hello to Ray. And I would like Ray, if you would, to tell him what Richard Petty has said about uh, the car that you've built because you've had a chance to meet him a couple of times. I think one of them was at the Chrysler Museum where you had the car. Yes. I used to be a docent at the uh, Chrysler Museum, and uh, I went up there. I, I talked to the people, told them about this car that I built, and then uh, when I found out that he was coming up to the uh, museum for a gale event, him and uh, uh, Virgil Exner's grandson, Jay Leno, and Mr. Petty, to uh, receive awards, uh, my wife said, well, how about if I buy you a $500 ticket to attend the gala event rather than us transporting the car all the way down to North Carolina and to have a friend to sign it. So I went up to the museum, and I said, uh, I would like to uh, purchase a ticket. I said, I have some questions. And they says, okay. I said, is it possible for Mr. Petty to autograph my dash while he's up here for the gala event? And they said, well, he calls her three or four times a month. I'm, I'm sure we could probably get something I got to, to, to happen. So uh, I had the car up there in the front of the museum, and when he, uh, when he came up to me, he said, uh, it's a beautiful car. He said, uh, where would you like me to, uh, to autograph? I said, would you autograph the dash for me on the passenger side for me, please? And he said, certainly. So I opened up the door, and he got in and autographed the dash for me, and he got out. I introduced him to my wife, Rose, and he says, uh, does he let you ride in this thing, too? I said, yes, he does. And he says, okay. <laughs> and I said, uh, do you want me to start it up for you, sir? He said, no, no, that's okay. And I found out later on that he's almost completely deaf, you know, from driving these cars all those years. 
but uh, before he walked into the building, I fired it up to uh, take it over to put it on the trailer, and everybody had to turn on a look because this thing makes so much noise. <laughs> and uh, later on, when they had the uh, the uh, the people seated for the presentation, the awards, and whatnot, I was sitting about probably about. 10, 12 seats, uh, rows of seats behind him. And I said to the usher, I said, I, I wonder if I could go up there and take Mr. Petty's picture. And uh, he said, well, I don't see why he wouldn't allow you to do that. So I walked up there and I said, Mr. Petty, can I take your picture? He looked at me and he says, that's the guy that's got the car off front that looks like mine. <laughs> and he says, of course you can take my picture. So I took his pictures and he got up shook my hand. He said, that's one beautiful car. You take care of that thing now, are you here? And I said, yes, sir, I will. So when I saw him again at the uh, at the King's Circle down in his uh, complex, he walked up and he said, a beautiful car. He says, I remember this was one fast car. I said, yes, sir, it was. And uh, so that's where we are today. Joining us on the program, Master Gunnery Sergeant Raymond Morteski. He will be in the area with uh, Steve Chapman. Uh, you're going to be at Ona presenting this vehicle, actually going to be able to take it on the track. What made you decide, hey, I've got to get this car on that track? Yes, uh, we've made contact with uh, with Sharon, his daughter, to see if there's any possibility that Mr. Petty could possibly, you know, come to the track and maybe drive my car around. And uh, his, his daughter said, well, he's gone five days out of seven. We have meetings every week as to where he's going and what's going on. And I said, well, if it's possible, if you come up there, I said, you know, he could drive my car on the track. She said, that would be nice. I said, yes, it would. <laughs> but we haven't heard that that will happen. I'm I'm sure he's going to be uh, at a race this weekend. But um, what what are you looking forward to most, uh, Ray, with, with driving the car at Ona? What, what's that going to mean to you? Um, it's going to mean quite a bit to me because the only thing I do is I <laughs> – I get the car, drive the car on and off the trailer when I go to car shows and drive it a short distance to the parking spot, parking uh, spot where I'm going to have the car displayed. But uh, to have the car on an actual racetrack, uh, other than MIS, I had it at MIS. They uh, invited the, us to bring the car out there for one day for a photo op. And uh, the gentleman that I uh, met out there, Mr. Tim Booth, he said, uh, you can take pictures anywhere on the track that you want. He said, the only thing I ask is that you don't sell them commercially. I said, I have no intention of doing that. And uh, so uh, I said, could I take the, the car out onto the start-finish line and have my wife take some pictures? And he said, of course. And I said, I have one more request. I said, can I drive the car around the racetrack at least, one, at least once? He said, you can do that, but I have to be on the track with you because of insurance purposes. He says, why don't you have your wife ride with me? She can lean out the window, and, uh, you know, you be behind me, and, and she can take as many pictures as she wants. So that's what we did. And, you know, I only took the car up to maybe about 50 miles an hour, but it was the experience to to have the car on a racetrack that, uh, you know, Mr. Petty had actually drove on one time in his life. And now to have the, uh, the car on another racetrack where he won his first NASCAR championship is, is going to be quite a thrill. Joining us on the program, Master Gunnery Sergeant Raymond Morcheski. Steve Chapman with us in the studio as well. And the event's coming up this weekend. Saturday night. Uh, races start at 7. We'll probably have the car there 
probably on the pit side about uh, 2 o'clock, and then it'll move over to the grandstand side probably around 4 or 5 o'clock for the fans as they come in to, you know, get ready for the racing action that night and uh, have a chance to talk with Ray. He, uh, he lets people take pictures with the car, sometimes in the car. I'm excited to see the uh, photos for, uh, of Steve at the car because, um, again, uh, Master Gunner Sergeant, he is, uh, he's like a kid in a candy store right now. He is that excited. And uh, if you could just see how – you can just see his face right now. You, you can see the joy I, I see. And you've probably seen it already. Well, seeing the, seeing the faces on the children that I allow even the parents to sit in my car and have their picture taken, uh, you know, to me, I, I feel like I'm – representing the the petty organization because i have a car that's richard petty blue i have number 43 on the side of my car so when people see the car they automatically think of richard petty so you know i have i have to be i'm almost like a representative as far as i'm concerned of, of the petty organization by having this car and presenting it and allowing people to sit in it and have their picture taken and you know gives them a little bit of thrill I had an 85-year-old woman sit in it at uh, the uh, Autorama uh, several years ago. She said, well, I can't sit in this car. The thing is it's so expensive. I said, well, I say you can, and my wife says you can. She's a co-owner of this car. I said, besides, you can't hurt. You can't break anything. I said, so why don't you just go ahead and sit in the car and put your hands on the steering wheel and have your granddaughter take pictures of you sitting in the car. And uh, so she did, and she had a... She had a grin from ear to ear when she got out of that car. And she said, I was, I am a real big Richard Petty fan. I said, well, I'm glad you got a chance to sit in a car that's a replica of one of his vehicles. Well, I think not only is it a big honor to have this vehicle here that with Ray's two hands he has built, I think it's a big honor to have Ray here who we've, we've kind of not mentioned this yet, but who did serve 30 years with the Marine Corps, and part of that was two terms in Vietnam, also in Desert Shield and Desert Storm. I think it's just a big, big honor to have somebody who represented America in in good fashion with us this weekend, too. Master Gunner Sergeant Raymond Morcheski, we appreciate him joining us on the program and uh, talking about this. And, as, again, that's coming up this Saturday. Steve Chapman, always good talking to you. Uh, I can't wait to see um, the photos of what um, you basically – you know you're going to try to get in the car with, with, when it goes around the track. You know you are. You know what? I want to see you in the car, Paul. No, you don't, because yep. I'll floor that thing. That, <laughs> you don't you, want me you, on the track. You've got to come you and don't, have your picture taken in this car. You don't want me on the track, because I'll, I'll, I'll drive off with it. I don't know that Ray's going to let anybody else drive it, but I think you need to be here in it. Only if I get to race it. <laughs> David Kahn, our guest coming up next, uh, West Virginia Power Baseball. We'll talk to him about that, and we've got the Marshall News of the Day when we continue with today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Show today presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive. 
Wednesday, August 14th edition, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Time now to welcome to the program, we haven't talked to him in a couple of weeks, David Kahn from the West Virginia Power. You got something, uh, you got you got to top Richard Petty talk. You've got to, you got to talk better. Oh, really? You have to top that. You, I don't know if you can because... You didn't uh, tell me that. Well, I mean, I... I didn't want to put the pressure on you until now. Well, I mean, I wish I'd been prepared. I would have wrote. I would have written more material. I, I, I decided to go in blind this time. That's what I usually do. But yeah, let me let me Petty, let me set you I'm up. Let me set you up. Um, there is a okay. replica of the Richard Petty car that's going to be in the area. It's going to be at Ona this weekend. And, oh. Um, this thing is this thing is down to probably uh, the bolts that good of a re- yeah. uh, replica. I mean, it's really legit. Uh, okay. Even authenticated parts, uh, parts that were, uh, you know, in previous petty cars. So, yeah, it's legit. You should, um, you should, you should investigate more about that if if you like Richard Petty. I mean, I don't know if you do. I mean, I'm not a huge like racing fan overall, but I mean, I know who Richard Petty is. That's still really cool to you're, me. You're ahead um, of most people uh, that uh, that I've heard. Uh, you know, have reacted to this event happening. That, who, Richard who? <laughs> really? Most people probably thought he was a musician or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, this um, this vehicle was... I mean, has, no one, has nobody heard of Richard Petty Racing? Um, let me let me tell you. Let me give you the skinny on this, and then we'll talk uh, baseball okay. with you. But uh, the gentleman who put this car together, uh, he is retired from the United States Marine Corps, uh, retired in 97. Okay. Uh, Master Gunnery right. Sergeant... Raymond Morcheski. Uh He started building okay. this thing in 97, 98. Uh, he's worked on it for about 13 years as uh, parts came um, available, even put it on a rotisserie and restored it that way. Uh, the dash has been autographed by Petty. Um, it's um, been in the Chrysler Museum for a while. Um, Mr. Wow. Petty's grandson, his former pit crew chief, autographed under the car's hood in 2009. And um, Richard Petty... Uh, Amassed enough points at Ona in 1964 to win his first, uh, you yeah, win a NASCAR championship, and yeah. so they're gonna put that car on the track and, and run it around the track. I don't know if it's gonna go full bla- blast, but it's going around. I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't run it full blast, but that's still really cool. Yeah. Uh, the four-speed transmission is actually from one of Mr. Petty's cars, and this is not a uh, this is not a drive on the streets car. This is an authentic replica stock car. Oh wow! Yeah, how about that? Okay, well that's I mean that's awesome. I I think that's great. I mean I like I said I I don't know a lot about racing. I'm not a huge fan, but I definitely know who Richard Petty is, and I know what Richard Petty racing is. So so now you have to top uh, I mean, that. This, this whole conversation I just had. Uh, with him and uh, I might as well just I might as well just hang up. I no, mean, it's, it's, no, I mean, don't no quit way. on me. <laughs> don't quit on me. Then I have to talk for fifteen minutes more. So you... I, I'm just kidding. I'm I'm here for you, Paul. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, I mean, come on. Uh, we're only three days and one hour away from the uh, Jared Kalnick T-shirt giveaway. You got that to talk about? We we do. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's our first of our of two really big giveaways that we're doing here over the last few weeks of the season. Uh, of course. Uh, that T-shirt is going to be given away uh, on Saturday. The first 1,000 fans to the ballpark get that. Our, our good friends and, and yours at Marshall Orthopedics are uh, sponsoring that giveaway. 
Um, so that's going to be very exciting Saturday. And we've actually got a Saturday post-game fireworks show, too. The first time we've done that all season, and the first time we've done that in two years, in fact, uh, Constellium is actually putting on a special fireworks show for us. So that's going to be outstanding. The second giveaway that I've uh, mentioned is going to be a Cole Tucker sliding bobblehead giveaway, and that's going to be on August 24th, so two Saturdays from now. Uh, the Charleston Building and Construction Trades Council is uh, sponsoring that giveaway, and that bobblehead is sweet. You're definitely going to want to get uh, one of those bobbleheads. Paul, I know you haven't made it to a game yet this year, but uh, if you if you have wanted to come to a game all year, I think you're going to want to come and get this bobblehead. Power seven and a half back. Um, really, they're battling probably for second place right now. To, to be honest, because well, Delmarva, I mean, they're battling for points, but can they catch Delmarva? Delmarva's already clinched for the first half of the season, right? So, I mean, you're trying to maybe... Yes, but here's the interesting thing. Okay. Yeah, so so normally you're right. So last year we were battling for the wild card spot, but if you actually look at the overall standing, Hickory's up like 12 games on the power in the wild card standing. So we're almost knocked out of a wild card spot already. So actually, the most opportune way for us to get in the playoffs is to win the second half. I don't think we can actually catch Hickory for the second half wildcard spot. Now, yes, we're technically still can, but we'd have to win like 15 of our last 19 games, and Hickory would have to tailspin, as would the rest of the league. So, uh, you know, I think the most ideal situation for us is actually to win the second half outright. So that would require, you know, climbing out of the seven and a half hole that we're in against Delmarva. We only have one more game against Delmarva this season tonight. So, got to win this one first and then go from there. What's the mood of this team? Uh, do they know the math or, or are they still in, in yeah, mindset? They're, yeah, they're very well aware of the math. Yeah, they, they know it. They're, it's not affecting them in any way. They're still upbeat and positive, and they're always asking about, you know, what do we need to do? Who do we, who do we need to beat? You know, uh, what's, what's, what's the games? What's the, what's the, how many left? Uh, they, they, they have it in their heads. And they're certainly positive about uh, the opportunity to, to come in and, and really shock uh, the Northern Division down the stretch. We play. I think we play the necessary teams to do it. It's just a matter of we don't actually play Delmarva, Hickory, or Kannapolis again. So we're going to need those teams to beat up on each other like what happened last year and then us to get really hot. David Kahn joining us from the West Virginia Power. Has this been sort of a, a learning season all over again? You've got a new parent club. Uh, you're going through the motions once again of uh, a marriage, basically, the honeymoon phase. Uh, has that really been you know your feeling that this is more of a okay this first year uh, whatever we get we'll take it we'll be excited for because it's been more of a learning feeling out phase i mean yes and no it's been a learning phase in the fact that we have to create new relationships with the mariners and learn about their how the way their minor league system works and the player development side of things the business side of things we have a new coaching staff. We have a whole new group of players, so we have to get to know them. But that happens almost every year, just minus developing a relationship with a new affiliate. So in that sense, yes, it's been a learning process. But honestly, I mean, the Mariners gave us a very competitive team to start. They've provided competitive players to our team throughout. And I think it's just been a little bit of inconsistency as these guys develop. And we've started to promote a few other guys, like Jake Anchia getting promoted to Modesto. So it's, it, you know, it, it's tough when you have guys that, you know, get really good, get in hot streaks, and then they get promoted. So, But that's the nature of minor league baseball is when a guy is doing well, you might not have him for very much longer. So you kind of just got to roll with the flow. And uh, in that sense, it's not a learning process. It's just uh, it's, it's kind of you, you play with the cards you're dealt and you see what happens. Have you also felt that 
the fans are still with you. I know we're getting closer to football season, so people's attentions change a yeah. little bit. And uh, where, where are we at right now? What's the feeling uh, just across minor league baseball with the power as well? Uh, yeah, have we transitioned to that football phase yet, or is, uh, is things still hopping at the ballpark? No, things are still hopping at the ballpark. We had a really successful homestand last time out. You know, we had African-American Heritage Night, the first ever of those nights at a sporting event in West Virginia history. Um, and so, and we actually drew our biggest Monday night crowd since the, uh, since July of 2013 at that game. So, uh, you know, we're still getting really good attendance numbers. We're, we're getting a lot of sponsorship opportunities and people are still very interested in power baseball and we've got a lot of good promotions coming up down the stretch. So, uh, we've still got a lot of intrigue and a lot of interest coming out for, for that, for those nights that are their bigger giveaway nights and for all the nights really. Uh, I think people are aware that football season is around the corner. Obviously the hype for WVU and Marshall is there and, and then the Pittsburgh Steelers fans are starting to wipe their eyes of Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell and, you know, focus on whether Ben Roethlisberger can actually throw the ball or not. Um, so it, it, it is what it is. Um, you know, obviously we're aware that football is a big part of the state of West Virginia, but uh, I, I think for now fans are still uh, very much in tune with the power. Uh, actually, football fans that I talk to, um, we're, we're more concerned about is, uh, is Andy Dalton going to be um, traded eventually? Jump, dumped. <laughs> Yeah, something like that, you know. Yeah, more the football fans I've talked to are, are questioning whether uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to have an MVP season with the Browns. I got so, you. I got <laughs> we'll, you. See, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. David Kahn joining us, West Virginia Power, and the Power uh, taking on Del Marva. And, of course, you can go to WVPower.com to catch that game and head up to the ballpark and catch a few more baseball games before we do transition into football. And then um, every week, uh, David and I will just talk about the Marshall and Tulane football. That's what we'll transition yeah, I to. I mean, look, and, and I don't know if I told you this, Paul, but actually with IMG this year, I'm going to be with UCLA. So if you want what? to talk a little West Coast football, we can do that too. Did you um, uh, did you get promoted so or uh, did you did. Did, did you I request did the change? What happened here? No, I did not. I got promoted. Uh, I got a call a couple weeks ago that said, hey, we're, uh, we're taking you off Tulane. Um, you're going to be on UCLA. Uh, bigger market, bigger school, bigger hours, bigger pay. Here you go. And I was like, all right, great. Sounds good. Um, so I'm going to be with UCLA this year, working with my, my friend, Josh Lewin, um, and their outstanding broadcast crew at UCLA sports properties. I'm, I'm super excited about it. I got to work with Josh a little bit last year while I was doing Tulane and did some fill in stuff for UCLA, but I am now the full-time guy for UCLA and it, it's going to be fun, but yeah, we can talk some Bruin football and basketball if you want to as well, as well as of course the thundering herd and the two lane green wave because i'm still going to keep up with my wave i understand i got you completely uh we, we'll do that that'll be a that'll be part of our uh our college football pod well no wait we can't do a college football podcast you you probably have like we can't. 50 you're already on uh i'm not on actually any college football podcast at the moment my, my podcasting scheduling is available for purchase uh if people would like to to request uh my services on a podcast but uh, I'm still loyal to the Swan and Con, so you know uh, um, we'll uh, we'll make it happen. You know that podcast is like us saying every time we talk, "Hey, we should start a band," yeah. <laughs> or we should open a bar. We should open a bar, start a band, and do a podcast. Yeah, exactly. We should we should open a bar, be the band that plays at our bar, and then also host a podcast about owning a band and a bar. I would actually maybe listen to that podcast. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, you're getting nods up from the booth. The booth minus Jansen Williams. He's done, by the way. He's done. I turned his evaluation in. He's done. Um, oh, okay. Yes, all right. All right. Thank yeah, you. He, he's out. He's uh, he's moved on. Okay. 
Uh, he's gonna. All do, right. He's gonna do martial basketball now. That's uh, he decided. Basket- well, I mean, good for him. He should. He should yeah. go do martial basketball. That's his thing. David Kahn's our guest from the West yeah. Virginia Power. Uh, we'll do this again next week, and then uh, the week after that, and the week after that, and uh, eventually we'll just figure out uh, the phone time uh, for both of us to be uh, somewhere where we can record this thing. Uh, and, and yeah, absolutely. I mean, hey, if I can get some free time at if I can get some free time at IMG, uh, maybe we'll actually be able to record a podcast. David Conner. I'll get some. I'll get some studio. I'll get some studio time, and we'll. Uh, you'll call into the phone line, and we'll. We'll make it happen. You know what? Um, let's just make this an IMG Learfield podcast. Let's just. Um, oh, I, that's that's going to be tough, but I'll, I'll I'll see what I can do. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'll let you work on that part. Uh, David Kahn, West All Virginia right. Power. We'll talk to you next week on the program. I'll probably text you later. We'll uh, we'll catch up. Okay. David Kahn, West Virginia Power. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. This is The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Don't forget, if you miss any part of today's program or any day, you can always find us on Apple Podcasts. All you have to do is search for The Drive with Paul Swan. And if Apple Podcast is not where you get your podcast, well, we covered you everywhere. We've covered you everywhere. Stitcher Radio, you can get us on TuneIn, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast is where you'll find The Drive with Paul Swan. Of course, you can also find me on Facebook by searching The Drive with Paul Swan. I'm on Twitter. You can follow me at Paul Swan, at Paul Swan is where you follow. And uh, I tweet about mostly Marshall stuff, mostly. And i got a couple things we're going to talk about briefly before we uh, call it a day here. Uh, first of all, Marshall wide receiver Obi Obialo, named to the Earl Campbell Tyler Rose watch list. So he gets that nod yesterday, and uh, he's definitely going to be someone who's going to be in the hunt for that. Also, Marshall men's soccer team was picked to finish fourth in the 2019 Conference USA preseason poll. And the Thundering Herd, they are behind Old Dominion, Charlotte, and Kentucky. So with that said, I think that's pretty good, actually. Fourth, you're behind Old Dominion, Charlotte, and Kentucky. Charlotte and Kentucky are getting national attention and then you're just behind Old Dominion. You're ahead of FIU, South Carolina, UAB, and Florida Atlantic. So, honestly, I think that's really good for Marshall and the soccer program to have that. And if you could overcome those two on the top and get past Old Dominion, you're going to be sitting pretty. Marshall soccer, I think the men have got a really nice uh, thing going there, and they've got a shot. With that said, we're out of time. I want to thank Steve Chapman for joining me on the program and introducing us to – Master Gunnery Sergeant Raymond Morcheski spending his retirement building the most accurate replica of a Richard Petty car that I've ever seen. Also, David Kahn from the West Virginia Power. Appreciate him for coming on the program as well. For our producer, Gabriel Sellers, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in for today's edition of the show. We'll be back tomorrow to do it all over again right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.